0: Hey, everybody, Kate here, and Rajiv, hello. Hello. Back from a break we had, although you won't notice it on the podcast, we did have a break in recording while you were off some travels, yes?
1: Yep, into uh, Ethiopia.
0: We will have some future episodes where we're going to dive into that trip, actually several episodes, because from what I understand, it was quite a profound uh, experience.
1: Oh, it was a life changing experience. I can't wait until uh, our viewers and listeners tap into those episodes. It's going to be some really powerful stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to to hear about that from you. Um, but today, what I, we wanted to talk about was our own personal virtual practices, or the the practices that we have on an everyday or a regular um, basis. I. Should have been a good host and looked up who says the quote before we started recording. But um, I heard once heard someone say that maybe it's Dr. Joe Dispenza that a meditation is like taking a shower. You don't take a shower once and then you're clean forever. Like you can't just meditate one time and you're good. It's an ongoing thing to manage your your state and your energy to keep the vessel clean and clear that that you create rituals and spiritual practices that ground you or that um you know that that take you out of sort of the, the the stream or the flow of everyday life what are the what is the purpose for you of having these rituals or these practices
1: well for me i think uh it's it's more about grounding than anything else you know like for me uh spirituality like our first episode was talking about what is spirituality well this episode i think is more about the practice and ritual of spirituality to me and to you as well and uh I use it as a means of grounding and centering and aligning myself because, you know, you go out into the world and there's, you turn on the TV or you pick up a newspaper or whatever you need to do, You even go on Facebook or something like that. And it's always this bombardment of chaos. And I use my spiritual understanding um, to really ground myself and center myself and stay aligned and kind of just organize my brain and get everything in order around that chaos of the world, so to speak. You know, and that's in a nutshell, that's what it is. What about you?
0: I'll tell you, I started my practices just as a discipline, just doing it because I wanted to prove to myself, you know, that I could. And I was really kind of, on a mission, so to speak, at that time to cause some big things to happen in my life. And I, it was like this chance to prove to myself that everything I had learned, you know, was true. And I, I found myself in a place of having beliefs, but like not living by them every day. So I created this window for myself of stepping into those practices and almost like you know when you start back at the gym or you know any new new thing that you want to put into your life to make it to make it a habit i created that window for myself but now you know that's shifted as i've grown and i can say um that for me now it really is about that cleansing that i that i just that i spoke of earlier like eating the right foods Getting the right exercise, those things. If I don't do them, then my meditations suffer. Drinking alcohol, uh, drinking a lot of caffeine, you know, eating low vibration foods, just being out in the world, you pick up the energy. Just like you said, just being in it, you know, you not only does it, you know, speed up the the, the pace of your thoughts, but but you pick up on on the energy that's out there that's out there in the world and. The longer I go without cleaning my vessel, so to speak, or keeping it in shape, like I notice that I'm more negative or I'm sad or I'm depressed or I'm, you know, cynical or I'm, I procrastinate. I do these things that when I'm eating the right foods, when I'm going to yoga, when I'm doing my practices in the morning, I'm more naturally in alignment and I'm naturally happier. I'm naturally more effective in my communications. I'm naturally more productive. And so it's like car maintenance or whatever, you know, it's like, if you want to keep a machine working at peak performance, then you maintain it ahead of time versus waiting for something to break down in order to fix it. So that's what it is for me.
1: You know, and, uh, to me, that's that's kind of what I meant by grounding and so forth. You know, it's, uh, it's exactly like you said. Like for me, it's A, it's about detoxifying all the energy that we pick up from the world, from the media that we listen to, to listening to, I don't know, whatever it might be. It's just going out there and being negative situations, to eating bad food, whatever you're taking into your body and so forth like that. Even people that are throwing energy at you. It's, it's so important to have a spiritual practice and a spiritual ritual just to detoxify yourself. That's A. Part B to that is to take it to the next level and do go into deep understanding of yourself. To, after you've detoxified, after you've cleared yourself, then what's next? Next is to go into yourself and really find out what you really are about, what the universe is about, and that realizing that there is no differentiator between either of them. You are one and the same. You are the universe. I think I said it in the last podcast that when the wave realizes it's the ocean.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: And to me, that's what spiritual practice is about is to continuously realize that and to continuously anchor that into myself. And... Yeah, and that's something, something that, that I, I do every single day.
0: Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree more with you that once you've established the practice of keeping the vessel clean and ridding yourself of the energies that you pick up and the the thought patterns that you have is the going inward and There's a lot of different ways that that can look. I know we'll do a future episode on the differences between maybe like prayer and a meditation or some people use guided visualizations all over the place. And we'll talk about some of those. But remembering that I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. And I feel like the further I get away from my practices, the more human I am, less I don't remember my divinity, right? I'm not as connected with my divinity. I think we're both saying the same thing. So I'm curious to know, um, what are some of your practices?
1: So that's a good question. My practices right now are, as I would take, the mornings are for me. I always spend an hour to two hours every morning on my own time. I schedule a lot of my stuff for later in the afternoon or midday or if i have to do something early in the morning i get up earlier in the morning just to make sure that i have at least an hour or two to myself and to be with myself and to center myself to align with myself to meditate to i have a playlist on youtube that i listen to with a whole bunch of spiritual practices and words and spoken word i mean and different philosophers and philosophies and I listen to this at least like two or three times a week now I used to do it every single day sometimes I used to do it several times a day depending on where I'm at in life and just taking time to really center myself and ground myself and program my day so to speak and then the next step to that is okay I start my day out well you know like we'll go into another episode later on about um
0: yeah, My about coach. like daily mindful. Like, well, we should have a full episode about how you maintain it through the day. I didn't mean to cut you off, but um, how do you um, keep that going? Just a short one throughout the day, and we can spend a whole another episode on it if we need to.
1: Right. So, like, it's throughout the day, really, all it boils down to is I practice mindfulness. What does that mean? Well, that means I, you know, one of the things that they teach you in Buddhism is about stepping into the role of the observer where you kind of just observe yourself in third person and your interactions and so forth like that. I've taken that to another level now where I'm, I I sit myself present in my body and I'm completely present when I'm having a conversation with someone. But hanging above me is like this, this third person perspective of the observer, kind of like God looking down on the situation. And I just observe conversations that I have, interactions that I have, energy flows that I have. And I said, okay, well, where, what did I do great? What do I need to improve? And I just analyze these situations and how my interaction is and just that practice. And it's literally like, it sounds complicated, but it really is like 30 seconds um, to really just tap in and be mindful of, okay, what energy am I feeling right now? Is it me talking? Is it my ego talking? And obviously, we'll go deeper into that. But just in a nutshell, that's what it is.
0: So is that, do you write the, those things down?
1: Uh, no, I used to. Now it's gotten to the point where I do it 24-7 now, to, so to speak, that it, it just doesn't make sense to write it all down. And I'm just observing it. In the beginning, I would recommend that, yes, you do write it down. I do recommend that you journal at the end of the day. I take time and I journal every so often, depending on when the thoughts are coming out. I enjoy getting a nice piece of paper and pen and going out somewhere quietly and just being with my thoughts and getting everything out on paper. What I'm feeling, what I'm going through at points in life. I have several journals um, for different topics and different things that I'm going through. I have a journal for business. I have a journal for mindfulness. I have a journal for life. And different stages of my life, I struck different ones. And uh, yeah, that could be a whole other podcast in itself we can go into on that one. What about you?
0: So um, that's a good question. I did, uh, There's an author, Hal Elrod, and I read his Miracle Morning. I've been all over the place. I also used a Tony Robbins morning routine called Priming. Those were short 15 to 20 minute morning practices and this is again for me when i when i started right i'm that voice of the i'm that voice of the beginner here so about 2 years ago when i was really looking to change my life i was not someone who could wake up early and i had no sense of self discipline and so the first thing i did was was tony And it was put my feet on the floor at 6.30 in the morning. And I was a bit militant with myself. So it's funny to talk about it during a spiritual practice conversation. But um, Dr. Joe says, love yourself enough to do this. And that really resonated with me. Like I carry it through to everything, like everything I want. Love yourself enough to give yourself the gift of whatever it is that you might be resisting. That is what's good for you. And so I did priming, which you can, if you... Go on YouTube and Google or search for Tony Robbins' priming exercise. You'll see it's a breathing exercise, and then five minutes of um, visualization, uh, five minutes of of healing work, and then five minutes of gratitude every morning. And truthfully, I saw a huge difference within just a few short weeks of beginning to do that work for myself. And so I wanted to dive deeper, and that's when I started doing Miracle Morning. Uh, with Hal Elrod, because it 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 expanded what I was already doing to include some journaling and some quiet time and some reading, and it's so funny because mornings have become my sanctuary. It sounds like for you very much the same. Now I get up and I do a little bit of stretching and I do about a forty-five minute meditation. Some days only twenty-five minutes, depending on how much time I give myself, but I try to do between twenty-five and forty-five minutes, and mostly. Uh, during the, I know this sounds funny, but during the week when I'm working with clients and, you know, doing my, my job in the world, I really do focus on setting my day and what do I, who do I want to be today and what do I need to let go of and what might come up that I want to prepare myself for and, you know, energetically, who do I want to be, that sort of thing. But on the weekends, I take much more time. On Saturday mornings, I wake up and do a kundalini yoga session to get my energy flowing out of my pelvis so um, and up into my crown and my third eye chakras and releasing a lot of that energy. And then I go into a longer meditation. That's about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes that focuses on clearing the energy centers. And that's it ends up being almost about a two-hour session for me on Saturdays and Sundays. But it's something I've grown to love Sounds like a lot of time, but it's become, you know, it's something I've grown to love and I look forward to every week.
1: Right. And it's your time. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's okay, right? Like everybody has their own morning ritual, whether they know it or not, you know, and, if, and a lot of times people think, well, I don't have that type of time. I don't have two hours in my day to do that. Well, I challenge you on that one. And I say, well, get up a little bit earlier. You know, I used to teach meditation for years, and one of the things that I used to tell my students was, if you don't have time, the easiest thing to do to start something and create a kind of ritual for yourself is program 10 minutes before you go to bed to sit there and just do some breath work. And when you wake up in the morning, same thing, spend 10 minutes and just do some breath work and allow yourself to kind of program your sleep and also program your day. It sounds like that's exactly what you're doing as well and what I'm doing as well. But uh, yeah, just for those that are listening that want to find a way to implement that onto the next level, I think that's the easiest way to start doing. If you can't take 10 minutes out of your day, you need to take an hour.
0: You went straight into it. I was going to ask you what your recommendations would be for someone who doesn't have a daily practice, but I think you answered it. So you say, 10 minutes before bed. It's yeah, a you know place to start.
1: Yeah, 10 minutes before you go to bed, just lie down in bed and do some basic breath work. And what does that mean? Well, that means I used to tell my students simply, lie down, close your eyes. And take a deep breath in through the nose, down into the lungs, and then back out through the mouth. And just do this for 10 minutes. And just follow the breath in and out. And what you're really doing is, you know, the Dalai Lama said the best form of meditation is sleep. So what you're doing is you're programming your sleep. Mm. Um, Yeah. So you do this 10 minutes before you go to bed and you're programming your sleep. And I guarantee you continue on this practice and you'll have deeper sleep, more quality sleep. I used to have a lot of students that they had newborn kids and they would never get any sleep. So they used to come to my meditation class and my meditation class was like eight o'clock at night and I would sit and meditate and it would be the one night of the week. They would actually get to sleep. Once they started continuing on through the practice, they were sleeping better, getting more quality sleep. Their life improved slowly. And it's a simple ritual of having that discipline to take the time to do it. And all I'm telling you to do is to sit there and breathe.
0: You know, what that reminded me of is um, I think we often overlook the simple, the simplicity of the breath at any moment throughout the day to bring us back to our centeredness. And I'm curious your thoughts on it. But But first, I was just going to say this little antidote that somebody shared with me. And again, I, I'm just such a consumer of information from all different sources. So I apologize to our listeners for not always being able to credit the exact source. But, you know, even somebody that's a smoker, one of the things that's so addicting about smoking, besides the, you know, the nicotine or whatever, is that in a stressful situation, when someone reaches for a cigarette, what they're actually doing is meditating. They are focusing on taking a long, slow, inhale right and a timed exhale and they are focusing on this single activity of inhale exhale and it's a very focused moment and one of the reasons it's so calming is because now unfortunately you're also layering this <laughs> substance this chemical on top of it but but the point being is that um, it's a medita- it is a it is a meditation and not that I'm keep giving all these things, not that I'm telling everybody to go smoke to meditate. But if you think about it, that's what it is. It's someone stopping their day to take a step outside, so to speak, get a fresh, get a, get a breath of fresh air. And to do this practice of 15 minutes of inhale, exhale, and, and focusing their thoughts. And then they go back in, you know, to work feeling rejuvenated. Just as, as an antidote of going like, oh, yeah, even that's one of the reasons that that practice <laughs> works for people to calm them down. But you can do that, obviously, with, without the cigarette, just to stop and take a couple of deep breaths and to focus singularly on the inhale and the exhale for, for 30 seconds, for one minute, or however long you can before you go back into your situations.
1: You know, I never looked at that that way before the fact that uh, smoking is like a meditation. But now that you broke it down like that, I guess I do see it like that. And that does not endorse people that are listening to keep on smoking, by the way. Not about that. Um, But uh, that's... uh, No, yeah, no, I'm doing the
0: same thing. I'm saying I'm not endorsing it, but I'm saying like, it's it's a reason that it works to calm them down because because there's nothing in the cigarette itself that's calming. I mean, nicotine is, you know, it is um, an upper, you know, the cigarette is not know is meant to stimulate the processes in the body but why does it calm people down
1: right exactly focusing
0: on their breath when they do it so Mm -hmm. quit the cigarette and just focus on your breath
1: oh totally Um, (laughs) so and and there there are forms of meditation that can give you the exact same upper effect that the cigarette can give you actually maybe at some point in one of the future podcasts we can go into it i mean i'm sure you know about this with kundalini yoga there's like the breath of fire mm-hmm. you do that and that's like hyperventilating but when you're done you feel so super oxygenated that you feel so alert and awake and yeah it's 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 like you're kind of high so to speak you're just drifting at that point the meditation that i do is more vipassana which is emptiness and like clearing out the mind and that's super calming as well. You can go any direction with it. At the end of the day, it's all breathing. But it's amazing the nuances that form from it. I mean, this kind of, this episode kind of is turning into a meditation episode. But uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting the different modes and modalities in which you can go down this path um, as we're talking about ritual and so forth like that. Uh, it's interesting how the easiest thing that someone can do to have a ritual is to sit there and breathe and be with their thoughts.
0: And that's really as simple as it is. Um, And for somebody, for the for people that are just taking a step into this world, there's you know putting as simple as putting a reminder in your calendar. I know you know we all kind of work and have schedules and lives and things going on, Um, and so or setting the reminder um, a great practice. A friend of mine that uh, I follow, Tarlee's trainer, she has an alarm set on her clock for. Twelve thirty four a.m. and p.m. In case you know she's awake at twelve thirty, so one two three four that goes off. So that's twice a day, and it reminds her to be grateful. And she's been doing it for years, so much so she even has one two dot dot you know colon three four tattooed on her arm now. And uh, I often see one two three four on my phone, and I think of her, and I remember to say something that I'm grateful for so you can set little reminders on your phone to go off at times that mean something to you or you could set a reminder to go off every 2 hours you know it's a great idea to also remember to drink water throughout the day those we we haven't really talked about the physical practices do you drink water in the morning or do you do you have a certain breakfast routine um
1: I'm actually really bad about intaking energy in the morning like that. Uh, I do hydrate in the morning. In terms of eating breakfast, that's a hit or miss sometimes. I usually start my day off at lunch. Um, That's just personally me. I don't do caffeine at all. Coffee is not really my thing. I did a a DNA analysis and then found out that actually I can't even have coffee more than like once a day anyway. But yeah, I mean, mainly it's, it's... Hydration in the morning, getting some kind of nutrients in your system. I start my nutrients off a little bit later in the day, which is not necessarily the recommended path, but it works for me. And other than that, throughout the day, just keep hydrating, keep putting pure foods into your system. A prime example of what's been going on is uh, I came back from Ethiopia and I got really sick. And it's forcing me to be like a raw vegan for like the last few weeks because I just need to alkalize and cleanse my system. And it's all about putting healthy and clean food into my system right now. I know you yourself are going through something like that as well, where you're eating super healthy and clean. Uh, maybe you can probably go into this better than I can.
0: Yeah, it's so funny. You're like, has forced me to. And I'm like, oh, I have forced myself to. But um, I'll just say this about it, about, and I'll tell you a little bit about the cleanse that I'm doing. but. Um, I found myself in a places or I have found myself in places where the advice of starting doing a little bit at a time, you know, add a little bit of good food, you know, into your diet and slowly get rid of the others so you don't notice it. I I can't manage that. If you let me have a little bit I, I told you before, I, I don't have great self discipline, right? So if you let me have one cookie today, I'm gonna want a cookie tomorrow. Unless I have a schedule that says I'm allowed to eat, co- you know I make these rules for myself because if I have a rule about it where I can have a cookie on Sunday, but that's it, I'll only have cookies on Sunday. But if I say I don't eat cookies and I eat a cookie today, well, that gives me the little spiral excuse to maybe eat a cookie tomorrow. So I tend to be an extremist. I would rather just quit cold turkey or just jump off the deep end into a goal that I'm trying to do. And, um, not necessarily the best way for everybody, but if you resonate with kind of what I've said that, you know, you, you tend to let yourself off the hook here and there creating rules is, is a great way. So, right. I'm eating vegan right now as well. I started off with a juice cleanse for four days. I went deeper and I did a colon cleanse after that. So I did four days of just juice, five days of drinking bentonite clay, I can talk more about cleansing and juicing in a future episode. And then now I'm for 2 weeks that, that was before this and then 2 weeks up until now I've been eating vegan. Uh, I started out raw vegan and now I've added in cooked vegetables or you know cooked cooked vegan and I'm going into my third today's actually the first day of my third and final week of that and then we'll see what happens after after that. But one thing I have found extremely helpful in the mornings during my quote-unquote quiet time. The first thing I really like to do is have hot water with lemon. It's a great way to hydrate. It also alkalizes your system. And for me, it kind of turns on my digestive system a little bit and gets it started. And I, I like that. And it's just hot water. It feels good. And so that's pretty much my only food ritual in the morning. And I'm really funny about the way that I eat throughout the day, and it's very erratic, so we don't go into. But my my practice in the morning is is I do like my hot water with lemon. I have that every day.
1: Awesome, you know, and just to jump back on that uh, that cookie note for a minute, I will say this in terms of uh, the topic that we're on. I've been doing a lot of spiritual alignment with myself and keeping consistent in terms of grounding myself and so forth like that and just being aligned at the end of the day spirituality is just keeping you in line with who you really are and i noticed that the more that i am aligned with who i really am like over the christmas for example i had a an energetic breakthrough a spiritual breakthrough or something like that you could say and all of a sudden like I noticed my eating patterns had changed. And I didn't notice this until like a month into it, but I noticed one day I woke up and I was like, why did I lose all this weight? Where did it all go? And then I looked at my patterns and I realized I hadn't eaten anything sweet, no kind of sugar in like a month. That somebody like me that I enjoy chocolate, that I enjoy sweets and stuff like that, to an extent, not severely. But uh, I do enjoy having something, you know, at least like once a day, or something like that. And I noticed for three weeks I hadn't had anything whatsoever, and I was completely unaware of it. And I looked into that for a minute, and I noticed that I had dropped all of this weight, and I had switched my entire diet around, and I had uh, said, "What else is? What else have I changed?" And I noticed uh, my whole eating patterns had changed. I'd eaten a lot more greens and. I was eating a lot cleaner and it was just something that naturally started to occurring and I said, What did I actually change? To make this psychological shift, so to speak. And I had noticed that really what had changed was I became more aligned with who I really was. And I became more on my own path and so forth like that. And naturally I cut out things out of my life. So that's hope for those that uh, you know, are a bit of extremists on things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, truly what happens for me is um, when I'm doing exactly what you're saying and beginning to notice that mine almost happens a little like it's almost the same thing, but it's the same but different is I start to notice like I'll give you an example. The best example is I've been able to tell for at least the last six months, but even probably fully in the last year has come into my awareness that I needed to cut alcohol out of my life. Um, and I wasn't sure if I meant that it meant that I needed it to cut it out completely, or if I just needed to cut out for a small time, or if I just needed to cut it cut back. But I also didn't think I had like a problem. And you know, I enjoy wine and tasting, and I love craft beer, and um, I'm even that chick that'll hang out and have a whiskey with you, you know. And I I just enjoy, but I'm it didn't occur to me on the logical side, but there was something intuitively that was telling me, you know, you need to do this, you need to do this. And so it really uh, took me through doing this cleanse, like sort of when those things start to come to me, there'll be a time where I'll finally say, okay, I'm listening, right? Okay, I'm here, I'm listening. I hear what you say. This isn't good for me. This isn't healthy for me. I need to cut it out. And then rather than... Slowly get rid of it or, or just assume that I won't do it. I sort of make a rule for myself that I'm going to honor my body and honor my intuition and not partake. And, um, I, I will, I will own up and say, I have had, um, I have cheated twice, um, in the last three weeks, in the last three or so weeks since I've been on my cleanse, I was a friend's birthday party and I had a glass of wine and then my friend and i were hanging out yesterday and he had a beer so i had a beer and both times i've woken up in the morning just feeling low low energy foggy brain you know and going okay so i do know that this is not something at least not right now that is you know serving me so i find myself that that, that means that i'm being you know more in alignment and those decision that decision now now i've sort of tested it you know and I now know that that is—it's it, not in alignment with what I'm with what I'm trying to create. You know, my morning practices are so important. I can't afford to wake up groggy and and unwell. So not everyone needs to make that choice either. It's just an example of sometimes you intuitively know that like you need to stop or start doing something, but we again procrastinate it just a little bit. And if that's happening, like give yourself a little runway. Give yourself a little test make a window where you say, okay, I'm gonna just check this out and see if my body, you know, see how I respond to maybe not talking to that person who might be toxic in your life or cutting out the food. Or I'm gonna give myself a week and and start exercising every day. And I'm gonna see how I feel and 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 give yourself these little windows of tests with that intuition is telling you that something you are doing or not doing like needs to be incorporated into your life.
1: Absolutely. And you know, you can also do muscle testing. I mean, you get a buddy and you can do some muscle testing. We can go into that one day uh, more in depth to do it. But anyone that's listening, you can just go on YouTube and figure out what muscle testing is. And essentially what it is, is your body will intuitively tell you what's good and bad for you. Um, to some aspects A. And B, it's okay to zag a little while too. It's actually good for your system to have a little bit of like foreign contaminants come in to shock your system a bit and uh, wake things up so you're not super clean. Um, mm. I think it's it's super healthy for you to do that. And don't get me wrong, I enjoy a glass of scotch uh, every so often as well too. It's not something that uh, I do all the time. I do it like, I probably have a drink like every few months and it's more like a social gathering thing for me. I'll have a old fashioned or something like that. But yeah, it's, also, too, I think that maybe you were feeling crappy the next day based on what you took in. Maybe that could be something that can evolve. Rather than having um, a fermented beer when your system is so clean, maybe you can have something that's like a harder liquor, um, but smoother on the system as well, too, like a whiskey or like a um, like a vodka or a tequila or something like that, something different. I don't know. It depends. You have to test and see what works for you. But yeah.
0: Yeah, speaking of testing, I mean, doing a cleanse or something—it's another reason it was super great. Is um, I've been able to slowly and add foods back in and see what I have reactions to. That besides just alcohol, like for instance, I've added—I've been having tofu since I'm not eating meat, and um, in the mornings I'm feeling bloated and um, and like I'm retaining water. So I now know that soy is not something that you know, responds well in my system. So when you take the time to do these types of things that we're talking about, to take care of your body, to put a practice in, I think, um, and kind of maybe to wrap this up a little bit, I think what happens is, is you're, it's really, again, just about becoming aware, like aware in the sense of knowing, like you're saying, tapping into who you are and what your, what your values are. I probably could never have told you before that I felt like I was having some sort of reaction to something I had put into my body. Like it just wasn't even in my consciousness. Um, but now that I have these practices where I know what I feel like when I'm taking care of my body, both physically and with what I put in it, when I'm managing my emotions and not letting them run all over the place, when I'm doing, you know, saying my mantras and doing positive affirmations and keeping my head on straight and, and, and doing my daily practices, etc. When I keep the machine operating at peak performance, then I know what that feels like. And I know how life goes. Life goes... I'm in the flow, right? So would you agree that the one of the purposes or what would you say for you is in, in these daily practices or for people that are listening? Like one of the benefits of doing these things. What are the benefits?
1: You mean like overall for everything we talked about, or?
0: Yeah, I think like in general, I'm saying if before I did these things, before I had a morning routine where I was meditating, that's probably the time that you stop and pay attention to how do I feel, what's going on in my body, is my body trying to tell me anything, is my intuition trying to tell me something?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, you know, just to go on that, I mean. Taking a couple seconds, literally a couple seconds out of your day and checking in with yourself. How am I feeling? Where are my thoughts coming from? What am I feeling right now? Especially when you're pissed off or angry or something like that. Like one of the things I do, and that's been able to keep me calm. And I had somebody, and I'm somebody when I was growing up, I had the worst fucking anger you would come across. And now, when I do get mad or upset or something like that, I take a second and I check in and I said, what's really going on here? What's really mad? What's really going on? And I see that it is, it's my ego that's bruised or it's, it really comes down to ego. Really what you get mad about is, is something, somebody defied you in some way or so forth like that. And the more that you spend these times and you check in and so forth, that's why it's so important to do this in the morning because you're programming your day. You're spending that time and you're doing some check in. And I know that, okay, you got to get the kids to school. You got to get to work. You got to do this. You got to do that. We always have so much shit to do. But if you really spend 30 seconds and check in with yourself in the morning, and then from that 30 seconds, turn that into a minute. From that minute, turn that into five minutes. And then just allow yourself to have 10, 15 minutes to yourself before you go out into the world where you do some breath work you hydrate, you take in some good nutrients into your system, you do some gratitude. One of the most important things uh, that I learned over the years was you cannot be pissed off, you cannot be depressed and be grateful at the same time. It's two completely different spectrums. And if you are in those states, take a second and I literally spend 30 seconds where I go through the top five, top five things off the top of my head that I'm grateful for in that moment and I snap myself back and I don't allow myself to go down that dark path anymore. Mm. Um, you know, so I think that's kind of like a good homework to leave everyone on is to spend 30 seconds into gratitude, spend 30 seconds into breathing, something like that, where you're just sitting aware of yourself for 30 seconds. You can definitely do that. You can do that the time it takes you to switch to another podcast right now. You can do that.
0: I think we'll leave you guys on that note. And I'm going to let the podcast run for the next 30 seconds. And so this podcast will end in 30 seconds. So please take the time now. And thank you for being here with us today.
1: Absolutely. It's great to have everyone on here and I look forward to seeing what's coming next uh, in the future episodes with everyone.